0: Take three deep breaths right now, breathing in and breathing out, wherever you are. Notice how you feel in your body and your mind and come into the present moment. Hello and welcome to And Breathe. My name is Rebecca Dennis and I am a breath coach and this podcast is here to help you understand the power of your breath. Each episode you'll hear experts and inspirational people from all walks of life share their stories and experiences that have changed their lives for the better. And throughout the podcast, we'll be sharing tips on how our breath can help us through challenging times and how it's much more than just an inhale and an exhale. I'm excited to share with you that accompanying each episode will be an exclusive breathing exercise. You can come back and listen to these at any time you feel the need. They are free, easy to use, relaxing exercises, and the more you practice, the more you'll feel the benefits. I've specially designed these to help you navigate through life by reducing stress and anxiety, getting better sleep, feeling more clarity, focus, gain self-confidence, and bring in more energy. You can find these breathing exercises wherever you listen to your podcasts. Just search for and breathe. So now let's move on to the podcast with my next guest. Who started off as a client and is now a dear friend of mine. Her story is beyond inspiring in so many ways, and it was personally such an incredible experience for me to work with her, and yet again confirms to me how powerful our breath is. Abby Eastwood worked in the world of TV for many years, and during this time was always comparing herself to others, never felt her appearance was good enough. Desperate for perfection, she underwent the knife and had breast implants. Little did she know that this would be the demise of her physical and mental health and result in being diagnosed with an incurable autoimmune disease that left her in agony and bedridden for days at a time. Nearly four years on, Abby's journey of self-healing through detoxing, diet, the breath and becoming in tune with her body and mind has kept her off the strong medication and living life to the fullest. So let's begin.
1: Hello, thank you for having me. Well, I can't believe we're in this room where it all started for me when I first met you. Yeah. And what probably I would say it it must be coming up for three years exactly to the day that I turned up here Mm. where you changed my life, but we'll get to that
0: bit. Can I just say that you look absolutely stunning today? Thank you. You look so beautiful. (laughs) You're really glowing. And I'm also like really incredibly proud to know you now as my friend and also just to be on this journey with you. But when you did come here three years ago, you were in a completely different place. I mean, what I remember is that you were in so much pain. And, um, you were telling me sometimes it was like to just even to get the key in the door, it was really hard. And you just had some devastating news. And, um, you, you tell, you tell the story. <laughs> tell from the story. There. Yeah. So it all started, um,
1: in 2015 for me um, where I started to getting aches and pains in my body um, and then it was just this huge crash and I um, developed really sore joints and pains in my body that were just excruciating and as you said like putting the key in the door and turning the lock would just have tears rolling down my face Um, and walking was like having the only way I could describe it was like knives in my legs that were pushing into sort of the sockets of my hips. And it was just, it was as if everything was broken sometimes. I couldn't lift my arm above my head. Um, I wouldn't be able to move my arm. I'd have to use my other hand to lift that arm over if I needed to move it. So sleeping was... Agony, so I wasn't sleeping properly. Walking, I couldn't do anything, and I was pretty much bedridden um, for some of the time when these attacks would happen.
0: And was this something that kind of felt like it happened overnight? Or? Literally, it was yeah. like somebody flicked a switch, yeah. and it was really hard to mentally adjust to that because
1: it wasn't a build-up to mm. it. It was just it just happened. Yeah. Um, so I went to see the doctors. They did blood tests, and they sent me to a specialist. Um, and I was eventually diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis, which is an autoimmune condition. And that literally, um, it kind of blew my mind in a bad way. I was a bit of a wreck because they wanted to put me on, um, a chemotherapy drug, which is what they use for this as a particular treatment. Um, they call it the gold standard treatment mm. for uh, rheumatoid arthritis and right. it's
0: called methotrexate. Okay. Um, and with chemo drugs as well, they're really good at fighting, aren't they? But not necessarily, suppressing, yeah, yeah. But not necessarily regenerating and, and renewing. No, it's
1: all about suppressing the immune system, mm. which then I was told, you know, stay away from ill people. And I was like, I have two children. They always come home from school ill. I, yeah. You know, this, is, this isn't going to be like easy like for quarantine. me. But also I've never been one to pop pills and I've always kind of been fairly holistic in sort of just, you know, if I have a headache, I don't take a, a Nurofen. It has to be where I'm wiped out to really want to take something to maybe try and help the problem at hand. So I wasn't convinced either that I had rheumatoid arthritis. There was something, this gut instinct that was saying to me, no, he, it's wrong. Um, and then I, I kind of went downhill because I did start to take the medication and so on top of all the symptoms I had, I then also had, uh, it was like nausea. It reminded me of morning sickness. And I was told that I had to have blood tests every two weeks to check
0: my liver and kidney functions. So I was thinking, hang on a minute, this is having a detrimental so yeah, effect. So the damage of, of that, that medication yeah. on top of like the symptoms of what you yeah. had.
1: So I wasn't happy at mm. all. And mentally, I was getting very low and, and, and fairly depressed about the whole thing. And um What happened was in January, I woke up and now this is where my story really starts to develop. So I had breast implants. I had them put in 14 years prior to this and I was working in TV. I wanted to, you know, have the better figure. I wasn't, I was definitely the back of the queue when I was given the boobs. Um, So I wanted to have something to fill a a bra. So I, I got them done. And that January, one of them went rock hard and I don't know what came over me, but I just typed in my computer, hard breast implant autoimmune disease. And yeah. this whole world opened up to me. And I I literally was astounded that there were women out there that were saying they had the same symptoms, the same problems. But what was also really fascinating was that I had been ill for 14 years. I had always complained of being exhausted. I had suffered with what I had been diagnosed with labyrinthitis, mm-hmm. uh, which is dizzy spells constantly. Yeah. Um, and I had gone, I'd been taken in ambulances um, because I, th- my head was so sore. They thought I had meningitis. I had like the worst headache. It literally felt like it was going to explode. All my blood tests came back normal for everything. Right. So constantly I was made to feel like a, a hypochondriac, hypochondriac. Yeah. But actually it was all to do with my implants. So when I saw this list of symptoms all these women were going through and how it was ending up in an autoimmune diagnosis, my mind was just like, wow, this is incredible. So the first thing I did was email my rheumatologist who said, no, no, it's nothing to do with that. But fortunately, the the voice inside me was so strong. And it just said, get the implants out and come off the chemo drug. Yeah,
0: because it is very hard, isn't it, when you're going to professional for advice. And obviously, we're not saying that doctors are wrong and the Western medicine is, you know, really, and science is, is is saves lives. But also, I guess that you must have felt incredibly, like, alone. And, so alone. And just scared. And, I mean, it must have been so much, like, fear because it's just, you just out of control of like what's going on with your body and I guess when you're being told you have something that is incurable which yeah. that's what they say isn't it with rheumatoid arthritis then like your whole life is like feels like it's crumbling yeah. in front of you plus you've got your kids exactly. and it's just like yeah I'm going to be on this drug for
1: the rest of my life it's going to do X amount of damage to me and I'm also already feeling ill and it's not making me feel any better. And they kept saying, you need to be on it for three months and then you'll start to see the benefits. Well, by three months, I wasn't. So I knew at this point that that my instinct was right. So I managed to come off the medication. I then had my implants removed and I started this healing process.
0: Yeah. Can I just ask you as well, because I'm sure that listeners are going to be, um, who are listening to this right now, who who maybe have been experiencing some of these symptoms, and also not necessarily people who uh, have had breast implants as well, but I'm just, you know, because all of this information I think that we're going to be sharing today is going to be really useful for people with with autoimmune disease. Um, and, but with regards to the breast implants, uh, was it that because I guess like something that's foreign, alien, that's been, comes into your body, yeah. then um, the, the body starts immune system starts to attack that yeah yeah what I've
1: discovered since my healing is I think as I've gone through the healing I'm now actually seeing how everything is correlating so at the beginning it was like it just a huge the way I describe it's like one of those baked bean puzzles where you're just like <laughs> where do I start yes. whereas now I've gone through it for three years I can see now Exactly where things went wrong and what the implants were doing. Yeah. So it's kind of two. There's two angles of it. You've got the angle of the implant is a foreign body, as you said, and your body is having this immune response to it. It wants to remove it. Our bodies are incredible. It's like yeah. invader. No, I want to get that out of you straight away. So what it does is it it puts a capsule
0: around the foreign object because mm. the brain signals, doesn't it, down into the immune system to yeah. to um, to uh, promote inflammation yeah doesn't it which is exactly. great if you've cut your finger
1: like but not on a constant. amazing but
0: not if it's over 5 10 like 50, 15 20 years, years for someone and even longer really so yeah. it
1: literally is a constant immune response which means that your body is constantly saying that you know it's releasing the stress hormones it's saying it's under attack yeah which then has an effect on the rest of your body and this is This has been the the beautiful journey that I've kind of discovered of, of how my body works. So your adrenals for a start are the ones that are producing the stress hormones. Yeah. And they are going to have burnout by the end of it. So you're automatically going to feel exhausted. So that's that's the first thing that really starts to happen. And that, for me, I would say was one of my first symptoms where I just felt I could sleep anywhere. And then I'm, I guess like the brain fog as well. Well, see, this is it. So what do you do when you're tired? What's the mm. first thing you do when you're absolutely exhausted is you pick up the sugar. And I became a sugar monster. Yeah. I would eat two Battenbergs, literally in a blink of an eye because it was like just need the energy to get through the day with the kids and and I was
0: feeding so it was like in this vicious circle yep. of like inflammation, yep. stress, and if you sugar in the body and if you feed the yeah. gut bacteria, yeah. it, you know the
1: microbiome is something that I've really studied yeah. and there's some brilliant books out there like by Julia Enders called The Gut and it just opened my whole world to what I was doing within my body. Um, So you're feeding the bad bacteria and that is what was happening to me. And I know that because I actually had a gut test just after my implants were removed and I was riddled with bad bacteria and the good guys were not there at all. And what was fascinating by those results was the fact that they then were showing that this particular bad bacteria that I had in my gut was associated with autoimmune diseases i was like this is incredible so i just started to heal my gut probiotics eating really well cutting out the sugar i literally took it out from even looking on the back of a literally like
0: rebooting the whole it was reset
1: because my gut instinct was literally honestly if, if if you could see through and it was like an alarm in my stomach it was like you are right you are right you're doing the right thing yeah but then on my shoulder was like the consultants and gps going well scientifically you're not right and you know Implants have been shown to be
0: inert. So, and, and also, just to kind of clarify as well, we're not saying, or you're not saying that all implants are bad, or I don't no. know. So the other thing, as you said,
1: about the chemical side of things, it has been proven that, that silicon does migrate around the body. Um, Professor Cohen has done some incredible studies on that. Um, one lady, when she, um, she donated her body to medical science, and she'd had three sets of implants, and they found silicon in her brain, in her liver, in her spleen. I mean, it was everywhere. Oh my gosh. um so it proves that silicon does migrate um and there are toxins within the breast implants as well but this is again something that needs to be looked into in depth there are some scientific studies but not enough i think at the moment for there to be sort of a huge did uproar. you find that
0: you came up against a bit of a wall did you find like there was what can we say on this podcast but I'm just gonna you know I just what do you say like there's a like a cover-up would you say that we you know you came across like uh, let's just say it's yeah a, a very wealthy industry mm.
1: it's a very wealthy industry I have ne- so obviously dispatches was about breast implants and yeah. raising awareness for women with the symptoms and the response since then has been incredible of women yeah. going thank you for that light bulb moment I think you've just saved my life Um, and it's so humbling it really is to be able to share that and to have that response where you go through something so awful but actually you get something really good out of it at the end yeah
0: because and also as well because you um I mean because I know that you started this forum immediately with and then just you've got hundreds and hundreds of women haven't you who are all in this forum who are all coming along is it thousands right okay who are all supporting each other and I know like there's been times when you going through this whole process of the detoxification and trying to get your body back working yeah. again and the systems working again there were times when you were in your bed sort of Talking to the forum, yeah. yeah. You're okay, yeah. we'll all be all, all, right. su- all supporting each other and cheering each
1: other on. Yeah, and, and yeah. that's the one beautiful thing about this is the support network actually for women because I think we aren't heard, mm. which is what I'm trying to achieve at the moment yeah. and have open doors and we are being listened to now, uh, which is amazing and I'm going back to the regulator in a couple of weeks and I've got another meeting with them to sort of help progress... The recognition of breast implant illness. Mm-hmm. Um, so back to the breath. Back to the breath. So what happened was, whilst I was lying in my bed and and healing, because obviously the minute the implants came out, I, I wasn't like a switch and I was back to normal. It was actually my body was kind of going. Um, we don't have that invader anymore, so let's try and kind of work out what we're going to do with. That. And, you know, and it, the hormones are going crazy. I love the word that I, I learned from you, discombobulated. Mm-hmm. Literally, that was my body internally going, I'm not sure what we're meant to do now because we've been under attack for 14 years. What, what do we do? <laughs> so I was lying there, I was having a pretty down day. And I was on social media, as probably most people are when they uh, are in bed. Yeah. And this post popped up from a mutual friend of ours saying, you must read my friend's book. It's amazing. And I read a tiny little bit about it, and I thought, that looks fascinating, and ordered it on Amazon, and it was delivered by the next day. I read the first chapter um, by this amazing author called Rebecca Dennis. What was the book called? It was called (laughs) 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 Brieve. And I emailed you. I I was like, surely I won't be able to find her. And I Googled you, and it came up with your website, and I emailed you like, please, I need help. I've been diagnosed with this. Can I just come and see you? And I didn't even know I was going to be able to make it to London for a start. And I can remember when I got your email and you said, yes, here, book in here. I will see you this date. And I can remember the day I was coming down. I was excited for meeting you, but actually petrified that my body was just going to just decide it didn't want to work because that was the other thing. I never knew when my body was going to just put the off switch on and say, pain is happening now. And it could literally happen at any given point of any time of the day. Mm-hmm. And I was nervous I was going to be stuck in London. So, yeah, so when I came in and had that first breathing session in this room, it was just the most incredible experience of my life. I hadn't, you know, I suddenly had tingling in my hands and sensations over my body that I hadn't experienced and I felt like I could breathe because obviously the other side of when you are ill is when you're in pain you hold your breath when you're you know having an anxiety
0: attack you change your breathing pattern yeah Um, when you're depressed it's shallow breathing it's just like and also I really notice when I observe people with fibromyalgia or autoimmune disease diseases ME you know all of these yeah, and, and also the other thing as well is because of the stress and um, uh, because of like the way the breathing patterns have changed and, and the fear as well, the diaphragm becomes very tight and um, and there's yeah. no trust there. You don't trust you you're, because
1: fibromyalgia as well. And any autoimmune condition to be honest with you they never really know what starts it and that's the trouble we all like to kind of know where things have come from Mm -hmm. and there isn't with most autoimmune conditions and fibromyalgia again it's like what what is it that's causing this can i not do something to change it the first session i had with you was just incredible i remember walk leaving here and walking down the street and just my hands were just tingling because it was
0: really your hands where you were experiencing a lot of pain wasn't it it? Yeah. yeah And that's where it kind of, it really kind of, it went to. I remember it's like you kind of felt like you had like boxing gloves on or something yeah. like that, <laughs> didn't you? And it was, uh it was a really magical session. It was beautiful. I just felt like a lot of, I always think when we're connecting to the breath, we're connecting to like our highest frequencies, you know, it's like we're connecting, Away from these lower, not away from, that's not, no, but we're like, we have like these lower vibrational frequencies such as pain or anxiety or depression, anger, guilt, shame, all of that that comes with this. When we come into a room and then someone is holding a space for you and, and then connecting back to something so simple that's, you know, our breath, which just is automatic and we breathe every day in and out, but when we're connecting you to it with a purpose and consciously and with an intention as well, not that you necessarily came with a um, a very clear intention, no. it was more out of curiosity and you actually came without expectation. But sometimes I just think the subconscious has got like another idea oh, yeah, anyway, totally. and it's like you start <laughs> processing sometimes before you even come up into these sessions. But yeah, I mean, it did, it just felt like it was a very... um well, I guess because it, it was felt like it was very uplifting for me. It was, it was so beautiful for me for I me was to witness as glowing. Well. I remember yeah, you when glowing. I left. I, yeah, you know, I came in here sort
1: of half hunched over. I remember you asked me, "So, what what is it?" And I think I just burst into tears. Like it was, I was such an emotional wreck. I think at the time, mm-hmm. and yeah, I just left here sort of floating out the door and and back to the tube station and you know it was calling everybody that I possibly could just to say it was the most amazing experience of my life and you know it was and thanks to you and your incredible book I have been you know welcomed into the world of the breath and I never thought I would train in it Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) but it's amazing the journey that you go on and the more sessions I had the more I wanted and the more I wanted because to learn t- about like it because
0: like after like just like so the listeners like so your journey after that because it wasn't like oh I'm cured oh no. no more pain <laughs> and like that was yes. amazing like, go see Rebecca and you just have like one, one session. session
1: no I think I came to see you about five times um, but also, it's,
0: but also the, the practice that you were doing You I was doing
1: some at home. I'm not going to sit okay. here and say I was a good girl. I, I remember thinking I must do my, my own breathing sessions at home, but they were never as powerful as the sessions I was having here with you. I mean, one of the sessions we had was just incredible, where I remember it felt like someone was holding my head and I realised it wasn't you because you were sort of you know in a different part of the room and then I just had this incredible vision of an angel behind me and it sticks with me to this day it was just that was one of the most powerful sessions I've ever had Mm -hmm. um and then you ran a workshop um for three days or was it no for two days yeah and that was incredible because you again you had I think three sessions a day and how it was helping me to heal, and that yeah, was if we fascinating. Talk about, like, the
0: detoxification yes. process, because that's a massive sort of part of It's not just, I mean, really, when we talk about um it's not just about the breath as well, is it? It's about like, because you also went on this path with nutrition yeah. too, didn't you? And, and sort of, I've just done a year of my degree, yeah. I've had but, to but put also, it on hold. Like, what, what we're putting on in, in our body, and um. Um, some lifestyle changes but also kind of just and our, how the breath kind of shows our patterns and our patterns in life and like that thing of like kind of understanding when the body's going screaming sugar 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 is kind yeah. of like why you why are you you know screaming for sugar right now can I breathe into that can I take a moment yeah. to think about that yeah you know, all of you know all of these these things that the breath can kind of like be Um, like a companion in a way it's just like kind of you know it's like your it's like your own healer isn't it really and it's like you're really getting you to trust your intuition your inner compass the miracle that is your body and how like you know it's like it's not it's not woo-woo regarded as woo-woo anymore it's just like you know all of this this evidence that comes you know with how you know the telomeres which which um, shorten over time, how they can be lengthened, which is part of the aging process and fighting disease. You know, Elizabeth Blackburn wrote, you know, her all of her research, and she won a Nobel Prize for that. And then all the other incredible kind of evidence that's coming with how we can renew and regenerate our bodies. Yeah. Just through it, it, it,
1: the breath. The breath is just, yeah. it, it's not this tiny little thing. It's, it's huge. I mean, for me, I think the first thing the breath did was give me clarity. Yeah. It gave me from my brain being so messed up from which direction I was being pulled in with my health and was the diagnosis correct because I didn't believe it was. And the clarity I had from my sessions was priceless because it helped me focus on the direction I needed to take and yeah. it was to listen to my intuition our bodies know what we need and
0: what we should be doing and yeah it's like our biology is in our biography as well isn't it, it? Really and we just is. have to kind of really just listen to ourselves listen to that it's like our thoughts are all communicating yeah with ourselves yeah. literally aren't they all so, the time yeah. and so what that,
1: that's also what the breath and my journey with the breath has done is allowed me to truly understand m- myself inside and out mm-hmm. on a such a huge scale and just to take that step back when I need to it's okay to stop it's okay to not be okay it's okay if I need to go and have a lie down and a little nap, and a nana nap, as I call it, in the afternoon. I do like a nana nap. I do love a nana nap. <laughs> um, I'm just going to have a breathe. Yes. And then a snooze. Um, you know, it, it's it's listening to our bodies.
0: And I know... But, but it's also it's like that if you can take away the stress and then use breathing to calm the thoughts, calm down your nervous system... Because it's, like, really accepted, isn't it, that stress is really bad for your immune system. And it's, like, environment, like, you know, our jobs, careers, the speed that everything is going right now. Oh, it's crazy. Worrying about, you know, our kids and, you know, future and and our health and all of this, you know, all, all of this. And it's, like, so in that way, like, chronic stress um, is is so bad for you so if you can like every day if you can um, use this as a method really to just kind of like in the way that you take your body to the gym yeah it's just like literally just helping you know we, we're all living longer aren't we these days Yeah, but not necessarily healthier when you were in that chronic pain because I know at night times there were times when you like literally couldn't move your body I had to help like, myself to move yeah, my body yeah um yeah so what did you you know what would you advise to someone now who maybe is in a lot of pain and it's all very well us sort of going oh yeah you know the breath like it helped me and save me and it's and but 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 then it's not it's not always that easy for for someone who maybe can't maybe come to a session but what what did you find really really helped
1: well, for me, actually, I mean, obviously I'd had sessions, so I knew the breathing technique, which helped me. Yes. And so when I was in bed and crying and my husband was next to me and it was like one in the morning and I was like, you know, I'm just in so much pain and I don't know what to do. And he turned around to me and he went, breathe, baby, just breathe. And I thought, oh, yeah, why am I not doing that just because I'm lying in bed? So I started to breathe and I, I did the breathing technique and then the next minute, I know, as I woke up and it was the morning, and the
0: pain and when, had gone. We, yeah, and when we say the breathing technique, I mean simply, it's just you don't have to kind of do any sort of advanced breathing or any like the conscious connected breathing that we've, what we're practicing here. I mean, if you just get to the foundations, of all breathworks. It's just the deep diaphragmatic breathing. And if you can breathe deeply into your belly, put your hands on your belly, and then as you inhale, expand your belly then the message from the brain to the body and the body to the brain is going to be stimulating or yeah stimulating the parasympathetic nervous system. And then that's going to say, it's okay, yeah. we're in a relaxed, digest state. That's the thing. And, and so the more that you, so you're not going to be we contracting, tense, that's you're not going to be tensing. It yet. hurts and I'm just going to tense up. Yeah, and I'm not going to breathe, I'm going to hold my breath. Exactly. exactly. Just like if you can just keep just staying just with breathe. the breath and breathe into mm. it and breathe through it and kind of then it's like all of a sudden then you... You, um, the pain isn't you. You know, you yeah. aren't the pain. It's like you can almost like I'm not saying it's like it's really easy, but you can step. You know, become like a more of like an observer and yeah. just really stay with the breath until maybe it can take it to yeah to another level.
1: And it's also you're going into a as well. You're, you're kind. You're going into a, a meditative space state as well especially when you're lying there and it's calm and it's quiet in your bedroom and I found that it just it switched my brain off I stopped thinking I'm in pain I'm in pain I'm in pain I was just thinking I can do this I'm gonna breathe I'm just gonna allow my body to feel what it feels and then as I said the next minute I was awake and it was the morning and the pain had gone and I was like and then and that's that's what's
0: so good about it is because like when you have those moments then you remember that actually I did manage to get to that. Yeah. So it's like each time when you're on this like recovery, and then sometimes you go back to rock bottom, but then and it was the same like with my whole process when I was coming out of like the depression. And it's like sometimes be back at rock bottom, but then I could remember how I felt. Yeah. Like when I've, you know, practiced connecting with my breath other things like connecting you know all the other things that you have to do which is alongside that too just like this process I guess it's like a really like loving yourself self-love nurturing yourself and letting your body know that you know you are listening
1: yeah it's retraining our brain as well so even recently where you know if I get niggles don't get me wrong I don't go oh it's okay I have moments where I'm like oh my goodness is this it has everything that I've not really been thinking about, is it already going to come back again? And I'm like, Abby, stop. What are you doing? And then I'll have this little chat with myself. And that's been the beauty of this process of the breath for me is that I can now, as you said, I actually take a step outside of myself. And I'm like, come on, you can do it. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go and have a breathe or I'm going to go and have a lie down. And I would say now, if I have a niggle, it doesn't last longer than maybe a day. It's not the week, two weeks that, I would have been going through the pain, so yeah, that calming my nervous system down and reducing, you know, the stress hormones in my it's blood. Also, with
0: like the cardiovascular system, isn't it? And it's yeah. like with those um uh, gratitude and joy and just practicing like positivity. Yeah, because positivity. it's a very it's negative. Like that actually yeah. has been proven with heart patients to improve the ventricular um, function. Yeah, I mean that has been proven and also when they've looked at breathing patterns as well of heart, pa- uh, heart patients have been breathing more in the chest rather than the belly and so if they change that then then there's what would think it was um research that they did with 100 patients wasn't it and then those that had been practicing the belly breath didn't have like a relapse yeah. which is just incredible it's amazing again yeah, what statistics yeah and, and and i think it's you know now where science is marrying up and kind of you know with with breath with mindfulness with alternative health with like kind of you know just just simply just i guess it's just always coming back to that place of connection isn't yeah. it because so many people have been really disconnected they have, and then looking externally, or still are. Well, they lot, some yeah, are, but I mean, I, th- yeah. I think
1: a lot of people are starting to try and slow down. Yeah, I was
0: hundred miles an hour.
1: I certainly, but am it's not so easy to go back
0: into that, isn't it? That place of like kind of going back into hundred miles and juggling everything, yeah. and sort of you know that external kind of like. Look, you know, comparing ourselves to what other people are doing, and like, oh, well, I should be doing way more than that. But it's just like you just have to go with your own pace, don't you? You do, and you need to be kind to yourself and look after your
1: body. We only have this, this, this beautiful shell that we're in. We need to, we need to look after it and nurture it. And you know, stopping and eating, you know, stopping from running around at 100 miles an hour and doing everything for everybody isn't going to be good for your health you know yeah we are constantly putting toxins on our body in our body yeah you know from shampoo to makeup to body creams what have, like vegetables, vegetables that have pesticides. pesticides exactly yeah. um and they these were the things as well during my healing that i was very very aware of and i stripped myself back to nothing i didn't wear makeup for i think about a year and a half um which was tricky initially but actually then I was like oh this is great because I just get up in the morning and I go um you know shampoo just as well just
0: like kind of a, for your advice for what you found
1: so for someone with an autoimmune condition yeah I what I ha- so what my for me and what I have learned uh, and especially when it comes to inflammation within the body is trying to keep the inflammation at bay yeah that's it yeah so for me dairy it sets me off good and proper. So Mm -hmm. I avoid dairy. And the thing is, the way you do it is you you have to kind of take something out of your diet and then you then slowly reintroduce it and you see if you have a a flare-up. And you get to kind of eventually know what what sort of flares you up and what doesn't. But I always take a... um, A turmeric supplement and in liquid form. And I take vitamin C because vitamin C is brilliant for picking up the free radicals in our body um, and keeping inflammation at bay. Iron, because my iron is always a little bit on the low side. And vitamin D. Now, vitamin D actually is a really big one. And I would recommend anybody with any form of pains in their body to be tested for vitamin D. You can get it done at your GPs. And if they say no, you can find places online that you can get it done as well. Mine was rock bottom. And actually, when I went on a three-month plan of vitamin D through my GP, my pain started to ease off a bit. Now, rheumatology told me that it was nothing to do with vitamin D, yet Mm. I proved that it had a major play, a major part in what I was going through. Um, So it's just that thing of testing yourself. Discovery, isn't it? Yeah. And if you can afford it, get your gut tested. Yeah. Because if you've got bad bacteria in there, there is no other way you're going to find out other than doing the test. Mm. Um, And from that, I could really rebuild my health. And yes. I think that's been one of the major players as well. So vitamin D and my gut and my adrenals because they were wiped out. So and um, yeah, and
0: that's what I find a lot when people are coming here for for breathing sessions. It's a lot to do. Kind of obviously, if you've got a lot of cortisol and a, and a, uh, adrenaline pumping around, chronic stress, then that's going to be really bad. Yeah, and um, adrenal f- fatigue is the one. That, yeah, that and when th- we when we when we practice working with the breath, and we're something like seventy percent of our toxins leave via the breath. So it's just like you know, most obvious things as well is like you know, just working with breath and drinking yeah. loads of loads of water. Yeah, and that's hundred oh, yes, percent. Drink the water. Really, really help to to clear clear the systems. And also, if you're not feeling great and
1: you're in pain. Actually what the breath also does is it helps to it helps the lymphatic system to pump around the body. Yeah. so you're not having that stagnant lymph that's building up in toxins so the more they build up, the more they are kind of releasing other bits and bobs into your system yeah. maybe preventing you from you know um, being able to absorb certain vitamins and minerals, they'll be feeding the bad bacteria. I mean the one thing I've learned is our body is totally interconnected. You know,
0: there isn't one part of our body that doesn't connect with another part of our body. Yeah. And when you're practicing diaphragmatic breathing, that helps the lymphatic system to flow a lot more efficiently. And then you're bringing in more energy into your body. So then you want to move your body and then you start walking around and then it's just like, yeah. Just amazing. I
1: mean, my energy levels. So recently after dispatches, I didn't have any time at all while I was filming it to breathe. And I, by the end of it, I was a sluggish sort of ball of, I am so tired. And I've been breathing every day since it stopped.
0: And I'm now like, hello world.
1: Mm. I feel
0: great. I feel back again. And isn't that amazing? I mean, I just like when you think to three years ago when you were at complete rock bottom. And just, I just really hope that this just really inspires people to, you know, who maybe are just feeling like we were suffering in silence or just, you know, or know other people that, that have been like battling with this, that, that there are methods and that, you know, that there are, there are, are other ways that you don't have to, you know, you, you don't have to be kind of a prisoner of your own body. No, you
1: and, don't have to be a prisoner of yeah. your own body.
0: And, but, but it does take work. It does. And, and, you, and you have to put in the work and it's, you, you know, peaks but, but, and troughs. yeah. And, and just things like getting rest, nutrients, like, like the whole package, like lifestyle, You know, if we are living longer, we want to be like, we want to be happier and healthier, don't we?
1: We do. You know, it's when you actually are somebody who has been in the same position as me Mm. of in pain in bed and not knowing exactly what was going to sort of be ahead for the future. It's only at that point that you realize how much your health matters and yeah. people can say that and it goes in one ear and out the other but it is true it's only yeah. when you lose your health you really realize how much you need to nurture it and look after it so that was a massive life lesson yeah. for me and just
0: become aware every day of how you're breathing how it's it's affecting like the tension in your body how your digestion is it's all connected isn't it it is what your thoughts are like you say like the thoughts that you used to have where you go into a spiral like oh come on Abby yeah it's like you're going you're going there again exactly
1: it's like or even like sometimes noticing that I'm not breathing in the right manner yeah as well it's yeah. been such a lesson for me it's like no you're not breathing very well today oh okay let's change that you know just becoming so aware and in tune with my body I think is probably why I'm doing so well mm-hmm. And I have seen other women who have gone through the same path as me who are not doing as well as me. And I do wonder, because, you know, I say, why don't you try to try your diet? I I don't have time for that. You know, you have to give yourself time. You need to clear the diary sometimes and just go, right, I'm going to open up a couple of recipe books. I'm going to write down one or two. Don't try and do it all at once. I mean, that's the one thing with detox slowly. Yeah, because
0: there's other things as well, isn't it, around our patterns. And it's not just like kind of this, when you went on this journey, it kind of like, it wasn't just from beginnings of the 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 implant. It was also kind of like how our patterns are in life and our triggers and our behaviors yeah. and kind of, you know, like we talk about like addictions or addiction comes in under so many different kind of brackets, doesn't it? Yeah. And like what we eat and... going on the internet and alcohol and drugs and sort of you know all of these things but it's just I think when you when you're working um just becoming so much more conscious about what you're putting in noticing and just being aware of like you're being present I guess it's that as well isn't it really that is
1: it that's you've hit the nail on the head it
0: is it's being present and with but being
1: present with yourself because if you're present with yourself everything else falls into place. Yeah. It really does. And little things that would used to have annoyed me and I might have got really angry about, Yeah, they they just wash over me now. I'm like, ah, oh, I would
0: have got really annoyed by that like yeah. three or four years ago. I know. It's like kind of like when coming in here today and I was on the commuter train and a couple of people were barging past me and knocking past me and I was like, and I was like, actually, I'm just gonna send you loads of love. love. <laughs> I love
1: you. Have yeah, a lovely day. Gonna,
0: yeah, absolutely. Rather than kind of like internalizing that yeah. because it's just uh, joining their bad energy. Absolutely. So, what would you say that your your master lessons of this whole experience so far in life? <laughs> or what yeah, what would you say that your master lessons are? Master
1: lessons. Well, if I'd have loved myself initially for who I am and for how I look, I wouldn't have got breast implants. So I wouldn't be in this position. So definitely loving yourself would be one of my master lessons. And now I don't care if I have a spot on my face or my bags are under my eyes or my gray hairs are showing or my bottom is sagging down to the back of my knees or the fact that I'm now completely flat chested. I love me for who I am. And I would say that's For so many people, that can be a stress in their life anyway, that body dysmorphia. Yeah. So loving yourself would be one. Um, And my other one would be intuition. Go with that gut instinct. If I hadn't followed my gut instinct, I would have been on a chemo drug for nearly three years and I probably would have not removed my implants. And so I would have been in a hell of a lot worse condition than sitting here today and glowing and feeling amazing and loving life. So... If your gut instinct is really strong and saying, I don't know whether that's quite right, even if somebody else who you think might be more qualified to tell you that you are wrong, it's your body. Only you know how you feel. Yeah. Listen to it and love it.
0: Mm. And also like just the lessons and the life lessons of, you know, they say like, I mean, if you had loved yourself you wouldn't have got these implants but some people actually um have have done it because they've had a surgery after absolutely yeah but but also um that actually although it was a very dark time it has it has actually brought you a lot of light hasn't it It has changed your life in many ways so many ways i you know the people i have met along my journey who
1: i now class as my amazing good friends you and all the people i've met during my journey and the women on my group who are just the most incredible women who just support each other on a daily basis through the the hell that they're going through yeah, and but, the brick walls they're coming up against yeah, but if,
0: also that you're you know you're a voice as well you're a voice for hundreds and thousands of women who can you know who might have connected on the internet or seen the dispatches or heard this or other interviews that you're doing and then it gives other women hope as as well and it just you know just just like not just with like breast implants just with like what we what we've learned and what we're still learning yeah about the immune system what we're learning about these autoimmune diseases, which really can you know be very debilitating for so many people that um, that there are some a lot of methods out there that you can use that are free and um and it might not be accessible because medical industry maybe haven't researched that yet yeah for whatever reason um but but there is you know that that i guess what it does is it, it gives hope doesn't it it does yeah and there's
1: a lot of people that don't want to go down the the medical route they want to try holistically first which is what I wanted to do Mm. and I'm so glad I did and it worked for me Mm. and I'm just I'm a lucky one great
0: well Abby I'm going to say thank you very much for being with me today thank you so much thank you so we're coming towards the end of this episode and I just wanted to share this story with Abby because so many of us can feel disempowered we look to others to fix us We give our bodies such a hard time and don't always appreciate what we have. We can go into the depths of despair, but we all have a choice and the power to make big and little changes. And how we set about our intentions and focus our energy, thoughts and actions absolutely has a massive ripple effect. As always, with each episode, we're providing a mini episode with a breathing exercise to support the theme. For this episode, I'll be sharing one with you to help anxiety. You can find this wherever you find your podcasts. I would love to hear your feedback, if you found it useful or if it helped you to feel more positive. Your stories of how it's made a difference mean the world to me and it's why I love sharing breathwork. We all know someone going through challenging times and sometimes we don't know what to say. Maybe these breathing exercises can help navigate them through. I'm on Instagram at breathing.tree or to find out more about Breathwork, check out my website breathingtree.co.uk. This podcast was edited by Kaswa Ferozia and produced by One Fine Play. And remember to keep breathing and listening out for more inspiring episodes coming very soon.